the talk of planet Earth. Now, are you ready? This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. New message. It's showtime. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. There is such a big buzz out there about the secret and co-creating and how to go about doing that and how that actually takes us from a place of being a victim to a place of being responsible. And that's all true. It does take us from being a victim to being responsible. But indeed, there's a next step. And, you know, we've been guided on what that next step is. And we would like to share with you what the next step is to the secret. Isn't that something? So you start out. Let's see, where are my notes? (laughs) Spread far and wide. You start out, and there's a whole layer of people that are in victim consciousness, poor me, and disadvantage. And it's getting really rampant out of control in the United States uh, where... You know, the welfare and poverty people, they're getting the entitled consciousness and everyone's going to bat for them and everything. And they think that's justice. They think that's fair and they think that's helping them. To a certain degree, you want to do that. But if you give people too much of a hand up, then they become dependent on that, which is the entitled welfare state that um, New Orleans and, and different boroughs around the country so well exemplify. So... We don't want to support the victim uh, consciousness, poor me, disadvantage, and so we'll, what, we, what we're trying to do is take from the people who are hardworking, put in way more hours, get themselves to school, study hard, make themselves very valuable at work for the sake of having their own prosperity. We don't want to ransack their prosperity to give to these poor or disadvantaged people too much. And I don't mind a little bit of it. I think that's reasonable. But people need to have an incentive to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. And, you know, for me in my life when I've had to do that, desperation was one of the incentives. And, you know, I I can see big plateaus in my past where, you know, I would, I call it a a candy ass, (laughs) Where I would have liked to just sat back and have everyone think I was wonderful and somehow everyone sort of give me extra lucky things and win the lottery and here we'll take care, we'll pay the bill for you here and there. And I know how that is and I know how corrupt that is since I have grown so much further past in the spirit and in wholeness of the spirit that that attitude is very destructive for the soul. It also is very destructive for the economy of the people around. When the government has to redistribute everything, about 40% of the money being redistributed goes to the government. So about 60% is given to any of the victims, and a good piece of that is helping the victims stay 
where they begin to start expecting the handout instead of picking themselves up. So desperation is a big deal here. What they say, uh, need is the mother of invention. And let's say you're poor or let's say uh, people look down on you. So it would sort of squeeze on you that you might need to do something about that and you do something about that instead of you're poor and people look down on you and so we get people not to look down and people to give handouts and that solves it. It does not solve it. It does not advance the soul. It sort of levels out the country so more and more the, all the people and all the qualities and all the talents are going down to the lowest level to make sure the lowest level's okay. And those lowest levels are the ones that oftentimes aren't working as much, have 10, 12 kids per family, and that kind of thing. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. We air Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, MasteringOurselves.com. We have a book up there and three wonderful CDs in the Wisdom Toning series. We got another person today who said, I'm listening to it every day. I love it. They're great for nudging you along your well, spiritual path. She says it works. Yeah, that's right. It, it, this is what, what the one that goes, stay centered in God in the middle of chaos. Yeah, she's it, a... She's a chiropractor. And you know how busy and uh, hectic our lives are, but you can stay centered in God in the middle of chaos and be far more productive, far more peaceful, and far more in touch with the quality of life in every direction of your life. How do you like that? How do you like that? Stay centered in God in the middle of chaos. Get the CD. How do we get it, Charmaine? Come to our website. Yep, MasteringOurselves.com, and you can order it. And we're talking today about the next step past the secret. And what is that next step past the secret? So that's step number one. Step number two is the secret co-creating, manifesting. I can work and develop and believe my way to a better place. Now, that's wonderful. So step number one is being a victim. victim. Step number two is where you say, okay, I'm not a victim. I can do something with my life. Right. Step number one, if you're going to cater to it very much, you're going to go into a socialist, communist type of system, which a lot of the country is trying to do right now. And it is utterly financially and utterly morally damaging uh, to the country, as I've explained earlier. So step number two, I can work and develop and believe, have higher and better beliefs my way to... Um, co-creating and manifesting a better life you know and i want to tell you belief is a part of it if you don't if you can work and and what what not but if you don't believe a higher way can happen and and you keep breaking into finer levels of belief of a finer world and that kind of thing it simply won't happen because the world usually virtually always mirrors your beliefs the third step, and this is found when Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, it's just right before he gets picked up by the um, Pontius Pilate, I believe it is, you, you know, and he gets uh, beaten up and hung. Third step, and the third step is, Thy will be done. So, First step is victim. Second step is I can 
work and, and get what I want in the world happening. Third step is I can give myself to the higher power for the higher purpose of what I was created for. I can even find my higher destiny, which you cannot find in level number two because you have to surrender to the higher qualities, the higher guidance, the higher disciplines to reach your higher destiny, which level number two, the secret co-creating manifesting, doesn't quite reach. So in step number two, we're still at I want what I want. So step number two is I want what I want, but I don't seem to be getting any of it. (laughs) It doesn't look good. Step two is I want what I want, and I know how to focus myself so I can get what I want. And step number three is I surrender to the will of God and the guides in my higher self are going to bring to me everything that I need to go forward on my path. And what ends up happening is we stop, we, we stop necessarily having all these wants and we surrender more to what it is our pre-birth contract has. Now, we didn't invent this third step. It's right here (laughs) in the Bible, Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, and it goes to verse 46. I'm going to read it to you. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. So he was going to pray because he could feel the pressure of some lousy things coming his way. He took Peter... And the two sons of Zebedee, along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Can you imagine that? Um, And he said, Stay here and keep watch with me. So he was feeling the impending imprisonment and torture he was about to go through. So, you know... Overwhelmed with the sorrow to the point of death. You know something? And Jesus isn't one who's going to embellish things and exaggerate. He's, He's telling you exactly where he's at and he's saying, please help me. So this is a dark psychic force, a dark force coming to just do havoc with Jesus's life and, and ruin him. And he asked, uh, Peter and the disciples to stand watch with him. But the psychic force was so strong that we'll see here in just a minute what it was so strong, what it made the other, the Peter and the two other men do. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed. Have any of you ever fell on your face on the ground and prayed? Have you ever been so moved? Have you ever been so desperate? Have you ever been so unnerved? Have you ever been so scared? That you picture this, fell on the ground, Jesus fell on the ground and prayed. This was an awful time for him. He could feel the psychic force, the psychic attack, the ill will coming at him. He was asking Peter and the two sons of Zebedee to stand with him and help him create the psychic force so that he could withstand the immense evil coming towards him. And then he prayed. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. And this cup is the path that he has to take. You know, he's got to drink this bitter cup, which is being crucified on the cross, basically. So he knew it ahead of time. Obviously, he's saying, I know this ahead of time. I can feel it. 
it makes me overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So, yet, not as I will, to God, he's saying, yet not as I will, although I'm in this desperate thing, but not as I will, but as you will. So, in the um, secret, the co-creating, manifesting craze that's going on these days, we wouldn't go to, thy will be done. We're still in my will, do as I will. But Jesus tells us a different path, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. And I've got to tell you, they were knocked out psychically from the evil coming from them. I've had a lot of experience of that. I've seen a lot of people. I had a daughter one time. Whenever she was confronted, she would just go to sleep for an unusually long amount of time to deal with confrontation because it sort of knocked her out because so much of her spirit did not want to deal with it. So it was so confronting. Her, her solution was to go to sleep. Sometimes it helped. Jesus says to them, Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, Watch and pray so that you will not fail or, or excuse me, fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So the body or the common ego self is weak, but the spirit and the heart and the soul is willing. So rally with the spirit and heart and soul and reach that higher level. So he was petitioning to Peter with these others to reach their higher level and help Jesus fight the psychic battle of those coming to do him uglies. He went away a second time and prayed, My father... If this is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done, I'll do it. So once again, he goes past the secret, co-creating, manifesting, and says, Thy will be done, I'll do whatever you want me to do. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So when we come back, Keith, we're going to talk more about uh, the we, Bible. we got more of this. we got three more verses, and then we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we have some other interesting twists coming oh, our way. Oh, interesting twists. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charme Amber's free quiz. Find out if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charme Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Check out Mastering Ourselves. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. <laughs> 